0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, the Oakland A's have become the first team to clinch their division. They clinched the AL West yesterday thanks to an Astros loss. For the first time since 2013, the A's are AL West champions. And they became the first team this season to do it, like I just said. It's their third in the past nine years. And... It's the first time they've clinched the division with more than six games remaining in the regular season since 1990. I remember the one in 2013. I think he did it on the last day of the season or something like that. Um, They they usually do it right at the very end because they're always going up against the Astros right down to the wire. But they had an off day yesterday and they clinched because the Astros lost 6-1 to the Mariners. That's that's what happens. And um, yeah, so... Obviously, winning the division is huge because it gives you home field advantage for the wildcard series, that first round. And then obviously, you know, this year they're doing a different format where after that first round, it's going to be all neutral sites. But at least that first round, you get home field advantage. Not that it's a huge deal, considering the fact that there are no fans this year, but at least they don't have to travel. That's really where um, it comes into play. But right now, they hold the number three overall seed in the American League. They could potentially position themselves with a higher seed if they can catch the Rays, who are number one, or the White Sox, the White Sox, were number two. But we'll see. But yeah, the A's, um, um, Yeah, congrats, congrats to them. Off day yesterday, so no, no game to talk about for them. But they win the AOS nonetheless. Cole uh, Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels is done for the year. So I was just talking about him when he came off, um, you know, the injured list. He made his first start of the season like last week, and now he's done for the year. They were trying to ramp him up, trying to get him ready for the postseason. And he's done for the season with shoulder fatigue. He only ended up making one start for the Braves, a team that gave him a one year, $18 million deal this past winter. So obviously the Braves are going to wash their hands of that and cut their losses because it just obviously didn't work out. And he just he just couldn't stay healthy, couldn't stay healthy. Um, I mean, had the season started on time, Hamels likely would have made his debut in like early June or so, because he, he was hurt in spring training um, with the same uh, shoulder issues. But when summer camp opened in early July, he was behind schedule because he wasn't immediately able to throw BP like the other projected starters. That shoulder was still nagging him. So one week into summer camp, he got left shoulder tendinitis, and then that's what sidelined him for the first eight weeks of this season. Eight weeks of a 10-week season, you know, that's that's, 80% of the season right there. So it was already pretty ambitious to think he could make three regular season starts. Two of them, which were supposed to be less than 75 pitches, and then be effective for the postseason. That's a pretty ambitious goal, but they were trying. But um, yeah, so he made his debut last Wednesday, allowing three earned runs over three and a third against the Orioles. And yeah, the Braves basically gambled on the shoulder and they lost. So with the prorated salary they paid him, the actual money they paid him this year was $6.7 million. And they got three and a third innings from him, 10, ten outs. So <laughs> they paid him $670,000 per out, if you if you think about it, but hey, it's it's not his fault. Um, injuries happen, he's an older pitcher, and the Braves gambled and, and they lost on that gamble. It is what it is. But as far as the Braves on the field yesterday, they, they are getting closer to an NL East title. They defeated the Marlins yesterday, five to four in Atlanta yesterday. And they're getting closer to an NL East title. Their magic number is now down to three. They have a four-game lead over the Marlins and a five-game lead over the Phillies uh, with six games left in the NL East race. So mathematically, the magic number is three, but because they would actually have the tiebreaker against the Marlins, they could end this division race tonight. Uh, If they win tonight and the Phillies lose tonight, they could end the division race and and win the division today. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, Austin Riley capped a four-run first inning with a two-run double, and he played a role in both of the key defensive plays that were made with the, within the final two innings. Um, close game, obviously. You know, they won by only one run. But, you know, these Marlins have been pesky this year. Marlins have been, have been pesky. They won't go away uh, easily and the Marlins are, are facing you know their first postseason appearance since 03 but um, right now it looks like the Braves will win their third consecutive NLE's title Carlos Santana homered and helped the Indians drop their magic number to one so it's been Jose Ramirez who, who's kept their offense afloat all season long but as the postseason is getting closer Mr. Carlos Santana has been has been heating up a little bit. Um, so yesterday he had a two-run blast, which helped lift the Indians to a seven-to-four victory in Cleveland. The Indians had a four-run lead over the White Sox after four innings, but then after the top of the fifth, that lead was completely gone. You know the White Sox punched back, but then in the bottom of that inning, Santana put them ahead for good. So with the magic number down to one. The, Indians simply need to win their next game. They just need to win a game or the Mariners need to lose a game and they will be in the postseason. So I'm pretty sure at least one of those things will happen pretty soon. So that will mean that the Indians are going to go dancing shortly. But um, yeah, so you saw Aaron Savali strike out six yesterday. Um, Of course, you know, Jose Ramirez also stayed hot. I talked about Santana. Ramirez had a three-run home run yesterday. Um, he's just been carrying the offense. Not even Frankie Lindor. It's been it's been Ramirez. 290 with 41 ribbies and 16 homers this year. Um, but Lindor has been struggling a little bit. And, you know, they've put Ramirez in the three-hole because that's what they need. They need him to carry them right now while other guys are, you know, trying to find their groove. But... looks like we're going to be seeing uh, the Indians punch their ticket very soon, hopefully, um, in the next day. And I'll have an update for you guys once they do. But you have a tight race at the top of the American League postseason leaderboard. Um, Assuming the Indians retain the number seven seed, they'd face either the Rays, A's, or White Sox, which is whoever ends up as the number two seed. And, um, yeah, they might be hoping they face the White Sox again, honestly, Um, because... Although Carlos Santana has struggled this year against the White Sox, he's hit 421 with two homers, four ribbies, and 11 walks in seven games against that team, the White Sox, this year. So maybe that's a good matchup for them. Alejandro Kirk. Alejandro Kirk, um, he had a breakout game for the Blue Jays yesterday. You probably don't know who he is. I I didn't know who he was until now. But he had his coming out party, one of the most unique players in Major League Baseball. I mean, he's five foot eight, two 265 pounds. I mean, think about that. I mean, he's a slow guy. He makes Vlad Guerrero Jr. look like Usain Bolt. But he mashed yesterday four hits, including a home run for the Blue Jays yesterday. He had never played above single A. He never played above single A. Um, and just went from A-ball to the big leagues. And all of a sudden just didn't even blink an eye three for three, sorry, four, four hits yesterday, four for four with a opposite field home run for the Blue Jays as Toronto defeated the Yankees by score of 11 to five and Kirk, you know, catching yesterday um, in the eight hole, just put on a show, letting everybody know who he is, that he, he should be recognized as well, I guess but um besides from besides him vlad Guerrero jr also had a day three for three with a triple and a double as well and um i'm i'm noticing that vlad Jr. has moved down to the six hole that's interesting i mean i guess they have to do what they have to do because he just hasn't really he he hasn't popped off yet I, i'm still i'm still um very bullish on vlad junior i know that that breakout's gonna come it's gonna come i mean Let's just, let's just give it some time, but it's going to come. Um, yeah, but on the pitching side of things, uh, Matt Shoemaker started for for the Blue Jays and, you know, set the pace. Michael King started for the Yankees. He took, he took the L, two and two thirds with five earned runs, and um, then Jonathan Loazaga followed with three earned runs in one inning. They just couldn't hold on after that. The Blue Jays ran away with this game. Staying in the AL East, though, There's another team, the Rays. The Rays defeated Jacob deGrom yesterday. They're about to win the AL East. um, A 2-1 victory over the Mets yesterday. And um, with that Yankees loss to Toronto, the Rays got closer to clinching their first AL East title since 2010. Their magic number is one with five games left in the regular season. They have a a one-and-a-half game lead over the White Sox for the top seed in the AL. They beat deGrom. That's, I, I think, the bigger story here and they did it with their phenomenal bullpen uh you know we've talked about the Rays having the best bullpen in all of baseball and they showed that again yesterday yesterday was a bullpen day it was just bullpen arms all day long all night long and they gave up one run on the night and that was all they would do DeGrom pitched well for the Mets seven innings with two earned runs and 14 strikeouts 14 punchouts last night for Jacob DeGrom but he still lost. He still lost. Uh, it's like a story as old as time with Jacob DeGrom not getting run support. But he was just outdueled by the Tampa Bay Rays bullpen, and the Rays won that game two to one in uh, in New York at Citi Field. So we have these playoff races. We have these playoff races, uh, you know, tightening up, and um, yeah, we'll see how things go. I mean, I think after to- today, we'll see a couple more clinchers. Um, you know, the Phillies dropped a series opener at Washington, um, at D.C., and uh, they felt the number eight seed in the National League with that. So they're, they're teetering right now. They're teetering. They're, uh, it's going to be um, interesting to see if they can hold on for dear life right now. But that eighth seed in the National League is obviously not where they want to be, but a four, oh, sorry 5-1 to one loss at Nats Park isn't going to cut it because they're at 500 right now with their record eighth place that's there's got to be some sense of urgency in philly right now they need to win but that's gonna do it for today if you enjoyed this please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on baseball connection